Blog Talk Radio. myself just as I am. I will reaffirm that I am a beautiful person just as I am. Today I will accept myself just as I am. I will reaffirm that I am a wonderful person just as I am. Today I will accept myself just as I am. I will love myself just as I am. Today I will say to the infinite divine being, the mystery that we call God, thank you God for making me just as I am. Knowing this, I will see the world just as it is. I will accept the world just as it is. And in the clarity of that awareness, I will feel peace, harmony, laughter, and love.
stands for the divinity in me. Today I will remind myself that the divine flame fuels and sparks the passion of my soul. I will remind myself that divine intelligence is the spark of life that animates every cell in my body. When I put my awareness inside my body, I will feel divine energy coursing through my vessels and bubbling in every cell of my body. I will remind myself that my body is a field of divine energy, divine intelligence, divine organization at the level of being. I will know that infinity is contained in this little vessel that I call my body. I will realize that affluence, abundance, infinity and unboundedness are my very nature. I will put my attention within myself till my whole being resonates and flows in the unbounded glory of infinite, divine, unbounded intelligence as it flows through me. some folks that you want to fix. Now some of you think that somebody's got you fixed. Said, no, Reverend Ike, I don't believe in all of that superstition. Yes, some of you who don't believe in that kind of superstition, you're believing that you're star-crossed Well, we're going to get rid of all of this enemy business and all of this opposition business right now with this lesson, which I call The Enemy Fixer, How to Stop Enemies and Opposition. There are two texts which we're going to read at this time. From the lips of Jesus, St. Matthew, the 10th chapter and the 36th verse. These are the words of Jesus. St. Matthew 10, 36. I'm going to read and I'm going to have you repeat it after me as I shall read. A man's foes, A man's foes shall, be shall be of his own house. Now let's stop here for a moment. What is a man's house? A man's house is his mind. So say with me, my house is my mind. My house is my mind. Now, I know that's a revelation to some of you. Some of you think that your house is at 1020 Walton Avenue. I mean, even the physical house that you live in, I've got news for you. The material house that you live in is really in your mind. The house that you live in is in you. With that in mind, let's transliterate the words of Jesus. A man's enemies, A man's enemies are in his own mind. I want to say that again for emphasis and have you shout it back at me. A man's enemies, A man's enemies are, in his own mind. are in his own mind. Oh, but you know that you know that's wonderful. You know why that's wonderful? Now that you know that they're all in your own mind, you can kill them every one. Amen. You've got them. Let me hear you say, I've got them. And you see, when you learn that you've got them, then you can unget them. Well, we're going to tell you what we mean by that as we shall go on. 
from the pen of St. Paul to the Colossians in the first chapter and the 21st verse of his epistle, we read, You were enemies, you were enemies. in your mind. In Wicked works. You may be seated. I'm going to start right out telling you how to get rid of enemies and how to get rid of opposition. And in this world, from time to time, it may seem that people and things come to oppose us. And I catch myself dealing with that from time to time. I was having a satellite dish put up on one of our buildings in a certain seashore area. And it cost a number of thousands of dollars to do it, but the thing just wasn't working right. And the people wanted the rest of their money before the thing. Seems like they wanted their money before they finished installing it. And of course, I told my people, don't pay them the rest of it until it works. And we were about to get in a tug of war with that issue. And you know, in life from time to time, every day there are opportunities to get in little oppositional circumstances with people and things. Is that right? Oh, yeah. oh but we're going to fix that today. And so as this scenario was about to get a little rough, I prayed, and here's what the Spirit told me. Stop adversarial, oppositional thinking and feeling. Most of us are in the habit of letting oppositional, adversarial thinking and feeling run away with us at will. Get that set of tapes by Reverend Ike. Tell your feelings how to feel. Tell your mind what to think. Tell your body how to react. Stop and think for a moment. How do you think and how do you feel when you observe that somebody or something seem to be working against you? Usually the mind begins to think adversarial thoughts, oppositional thoughts. Usually the feeling nature begins to feel Oppositional feeling, adversarial feeling. And I mean, you know, the, the thinking and the feeling can really go to work. Oh, no, that old so-and-so is trying to do this to me. Those old so-and-sos are trying to do that to me. And so adversarial thinking and feeling comes into play. And if you permit adversarial thinking and oppositional thinking and feeling to just run away with you at every opportunity when you face a challenge, you're going to create a lot of opposition and a lot of enemies. So the first thing you're going to have to do is become aware and stop adversarial oppositional thinking and feeling. Break this nasty habit. Say that. Your host, I 
Everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host Akeem L here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. I hope everybody's doing well. I'm doing great myself. But before I start this show and go into what I wanted to talk about, I just thought I would go into a bit of history and show you guys. Oh. Some some things that you might not have noticed. Like right now, I got a picture of old Penn Station in New York up. Oh, and you can see the architecture. I just want I, I just want to just show you some images. Old Penn Station. That's the front of it right there. That's uh New York pics Penn Station, New York City. You can see this old architecture here. Oh, let me see if we can make it bigger. Let's enlarge that just a little bit. You get the gist of that. That that's ancient architecture there, right? So that's Penn Station, and this is New York Supreme Court. Supreme Court down in Manhattan, New York. This is Supreme Court. See that our architecture there? This is what it looks like. Now, remember last week I showed you guys uh, the World Fairs and how they look, right? Now, I lived in New York <laughs> half my life. I lived in New York, and uh, I saw these buildings. I was like, ah, oh, those are just buildings, you know? They, 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 well, one day I was down in that area. I was walking to the DMV from the World Trade Center. That's when I work, worked there at the time. And I went through this block and it was the the supreme court and it sits in like a almost like an octagonal area like with other buildings and um i was like man that's odd that building sits like that the way it sits and i and i didn't pay any attention and i kept on kept it moving over to the uh to the dmv because i had to uh, i think i had to register my vehicle or something Oh, uh, so that's the Supreme Court building, and this is one center, uh, one center street in New York. Here, now, if you watched the show last week, these buildings look just like those buildings that were in the World's Fair, uh, up in Chicago and different places. Oh. Uh, that's one center, Manhattan. It is. Just these are ancient buildings. These are not buildings that were constructed a couple of hundred years ago. These buildings were, I would, I would say at least a thousand years old. These buildings here, and I'm, I'm gonna prove it to you that they are at least that old. Um, and you know, these, are, here, here it is again, the little dome on top, just like the one in the Bronx. 
the Bronx Zoo, that building, very similar, but this is just a little bigger. These, these Now, the structure of these buildings are, are way different than um, the modern buildings that they're building today, you know? You see a little green up there. That that's that that could be like brass. You know, brass over time oxidizes and it'll turn green like that. All right, let's keep going. This is uh, the post office in New York, the main post office in New York. This is the building here where my mouse is. This is the inside of it. These are post offices here. U.S. post office. <laughs> look, look at this building. I mean, this is a post office. Not like the ones down here in the south, these little small buildings. This is the main post office in New York. Very similar structure to the courthouses, right? Very similar. Here's another one, Getty Museum. They call it New York Post Office. I think now I think it's City Hall. Um here's another closer shot over here. Now, these buildings look a lot like those buildings that they built in the fairs. And they look a lot like other buildings. All right? We just never paid attention. We, we These things were in plain sight. We just ignored them. All right? So let's keep going. This is the New York World Fair from 1964. Nothing in this 1964 depiction... It was, they had just, you know, some baking. You might want to describe. I am describing. I just said that that was the post office building. What do you mean? Can you hear me? Are y'all hearing me? I'm on there. You guys hear me loud and clear, right? Yeah. Somebody in the chat let me know. Who's on? Uh, is my mic on? Somebody said, "Oh, they hear me." I am describing. I thought I was talking about. Oh, uh, all right. So this is the New York World Fair. Uh, nothing big here, you know. This because things are a little more modern. Showing you some future tech that they're going to be working on. So, let's go now. I was re- what caused me to look up all of this today was I was reading in Revelations about the seven churches that John had got a vision of, right? And so I decided, oh, let's see what these churches look like today. So this is the Church of Pergamos. Look at the structure. Isn't that very much like what I just showed you? New York court buildings, very similar structures. See if we can get some more better images. So that's the Church of Pergamos. And this is Thyatira. Thyatira, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. This is some remains of that church here. See if we can get a better one. Seven Church of Revelation in Turkey. This is a, a depiction here. This is a picture his over here, Churches of Asia Minor. These buildings looking a lot alike. Okay, let's go to the next one. Church of Sardis. These are all mentioned in the Bible. These are the, the, the ruins of that. Here. All right. See, they all have these little pyramids on them, little circle in the middle. And let's keep going. The Isle of Patmos. See a little big castle in the back. But what I want you to pay attention to this little dome right here. And then on the buildings, you can you notice, especially this one here, they have the same little things. These buildings are not big and megalithic like the other ones. I just want to show you the designs that they're using here. So let's keep going. Uh, these are the Church of Philadelphia. When I pulled that up, I'm not sure if these are the ones that 
mention the Bible, but these are some of the churches in Philadelphia and how they look. Very similar designs. I'll tell y'all why I'm showing you these things. See, very similar designs. Church of Christ, Christ Church, Philadelphia. Christ Church, here's another picture of it over here. There's plenty of churches in Philadelphia that that have these, uh, that look ancient. Uh, Here's a Myrtle Mays Boutique Church, the 57 Cent Church. Look inside of these churches. I mean, huge, huge ceilings. You know what type of equipment it would take to build these things? Look inside. Looks very similar to the outside of the buildings that you saw in New York, the court buildings. This is uh, St. Peter's, I think. Here, look at the architecture. Another one of these domes. So, let's keep going. We're going to go to the World Fairs. This is Chicago. I showed you this is Chicago World Fair, and I showed you all of the buildings. Very similar designs as what I showed you. You can't tell me they built all of this in a year. I will not believe that nonsense. Uh, if you believe that, they got plenty of bridges they're selling that you can invest in right now. Look at these. They built this in a year? Please. Come on. Let's skip over to Brazil. Same, similar designs. I mean, these designs are incredibly detailed and stunning. I would love to see buildings like this, see the inside of them. All right, that's that's Brazil, some of them. And I'm giving you some more. Here's another one, 1889 Exposition. There's a building here. Now, this is, I showed you Penn Station already. All right, now, here's another building that looks the same. This brings it home. This is the Vatican City. This is Vatican. Very similar in design. Why am I showing you this? The reason why I'm showing you this is because all of these court buildings, all of them, are connected to here. This Vatican City. So when you're walking into a, 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 a court building, you are actually walking into a church. They are conduct, conducting church business. They are putting you into their religious structure, rules and regulations. And some of you don't even know that that's what you're doing. They have have a certain system that you must abide by. They have rules and regulations, and they have a rules of order in their system. So this is why when you walk in, you're coming in as a sinner, a heathen, and you always lose. Because you don't know that you're walking into a church and you are worshiping a false god. I just showed you all of these different buildings and brought it home to the Vatican and they all designed the same. All of it. If I if I let's see. Look at that. They all connected. There's a reason for that. They build their temples for their followers. Look at this. I wish the picture would get clearer so you can really see. And you got a little star for it under there, a little star here, how it's shaped at the bottom of the base. Yeah. So I just wanted to show that to you guys. And then um, you'll see and get a, a better idea what you're dealing with when you're hitting these courtrooms. These people are putting you under their religious doctrines and executing orders against you. And the only way you can offset that is by you getting connected to your doctrine, whatever that is, and say you're not going to participate in that. But if you want more details on how I put that out there, that is um my premium membership offers that. So with that being said, let's start 
the show. We get let's get started. Y'all know I always have to get started with building you up because the world is trying to tear you down with news and bad news about vaccines. One minute they said the vaccines are good for you, now they're talking about it can give you herpes and all kinds of other crazy. I don't worry about it because I'm not going to take it anyway. So. That's somebody else's problem. Now, we got someone, we seem like, I wouldn't even say we, there seems like a victory. They convicted the cop who kneeled on the man's neck. Um, I'm so out of touch, I can't even remember the guy's name. George Floyd, I think it is. Is that his name? That's how out of touch I am with the news. I can't even give you names. Um, They convicted him on all counts, and I know some people are celebrating. And and that is uh, a cause for some people to get some type of justice. Justice, when we take a life, I don't think there's enough justice. I don't think that that is enough to just, you know, send him to jail. He took a man's life, life for life. You know, you know, his family have to deal with the fact that he's no longer with them over something simple. But but those are things that we can allow to tear us down. The news clips about all of the world issues that are going on uh, because of the pandemic, people lost jobs are not making the money that they wanted to make or they thought they would make for the year. But those are things that are illusionary because they appear to be a problem when they're really not a problem. You know, everything you deal with, everything you experience, everything good, everything not so good is is a direct result of the ideas in your mind, what you believe in. You know, I, I chose to take the high road, you know, not to get caught up in the fear of a pandemic and all the other stuff that they might do and live my life and still travel and see things and they have a great time. You see? And you can do the same thing. You could choose to live your life. One thing, this body will, my body, your body will cease to exist one day. That's that we're not getting away from that. History has proven that it will go away. It will not function anymore. One day. Big question. But I'm not going to worry about when. I'm going to worry about now. Enjoying my life to the best. I'm filling my mind with positive information. I spent most of the day on the computer just looking and listening to videos uh, about history. Just things that I never uh, took notice of before. I, I noticed them but never paid detailed attention like what I was showing you about all these buildings. We have history in plain sight, and I and I believe that these things that they talk about in the Bible didn't happen that long ago. Just looking at the structures of the world that are still here and exist today, and I think the ones that are in ruins probably was purposely drawn down to give you a narrative of what history is. Uh, I did an interview this morning with a Dr. Mahdi. He was I had him on my channel before. I'm gonna play that at the end after I go over everything that I wanted to talk to you about, which was modern money and mechanics. How your money works, how they how they are creating liabilities 
and making you liable. But we were talking about how um, the body heals. And you'll hear in the interview that he showed, he told the story about a woman who got her finger cut off part of it and it grew back by just wrapping it in some um a certain plant you'll hear the details when i play the video then uh, we were talking about how powerful we are as beings how we are all pretty much light beings we are light bringers and some people have their specialty they have some people bring light to a subject that really needs to be addressed. Some people like myself just choose to hit on topics like, hey, you have to be 100% responsible for your life if you want it to change. You can't go around blaming her, him, that, and this, and racism, I'm black, and all of these things for not being successful. Those are all excuses. Those are all lies that you give yourself to continue to be in the position that you're in. We, we, we have a tendency to lie to ourselves. And in a way we lie, we have to lie to be successful. What do I mean? What, what you have to do is tell yourself, I am wealthy. I am a millionaire in order to be a millionaire. So we do have to tell ourselves a story. We have to fantasize. You see, all too often people are fantasizing or telling stories in a negative way. They say things like, I am broke. I can't get it right. This is impossible. They tell lies like that. And I'm saying, if you're going to tell a lie, tell a lie that, supports you, that makes you better. Fantasize on things that brings you good things. You know, we bring negative experiences into our uh, space through our thoughts. We do. We create them. I know I create mine. I could choose to be in a bad mood and then try to bring bad moves to other people around me. And what do I get back? More bad mood. They, I get a bad reaction from those people. And then when I change my mood, I get a good reaction. For the most part, I was dealing with a, a an insurance inform- situation yesterday. Didn't get resolved. So I took a break. I got on the phone, got another person who was in a better mood. I was in a better mood. And it got resolved the way I needed to do. All I had to do was take a break. Sometimes your breakthroughs come through by you just taking a break and backing off. And then go try it again somewhere else. Some of you guys are having a hard time getting your name changed done. Take a moment and do some self-reflection on what are you thinking about. It is not under their control to make a decision in your favor is all in your control. If they're not making a decision in your favor, that means you have aligned with that decision not going in your favor. Oh, I know that's shocking. No one wants to. No, no, no. That's not. Yes, it is. You allow that experience to get into your consciousness and you had a belief system that supported that decision. Take responsibility. We are all gods, all of us, and we have the power to make life how we want it, how we see fit, as long as it's not hurting someone else. Remember, what you put out is what you get, what you reap, you sow. What you sow, you reap, whatever way that goes. What you give is what you get. It is better to give than it is to receive. Why? When you give good seed, you get good seed. You give good things, you get good things. See, what what I see people will do, right? They'll give something for a little while, and let me see how this works. 
Let me see if it's if it's right. But see, in the back of their mind is doubt, so they never see the results of that good deed because you are not faithful way for you to receive good back. See, when you give, you have to just be like, oh, hey, okay, I'm giving this, and I know I'm going to receive good. I know. This is not an experiment. I see people doing, I did it, I did it for this long, and it ain't working. I stopped. You wanted to stop from the very end. They do see people doing that in relationships. I tried it this way. I, I, I did it this way full of oh, and I'm, I'm still not getting results from them. Why? Because you did it with a selfish motives. You did it because you wanted something in return. Meaning you did it with the suspicion that they would not return it. I mean, I'm going to do this and see how they act. Right? Come on. We have to be honest with ourselves. We give, we get what we give. And all of you out there that's having troubles and with your money, your relationships and stuff like that, you are at the center of that very issue. Go stand in the mirror and do some self-checking. You know, self-check yourself. See why this is happening to me. Why? And you'll see that the devil <laughs> is you. You the devil. You're the problem. You're the one that needs fixing. And what I mean by fixing, it's just a simple consciousness shift. Just shift in thought. That's it. Just change your thought. You will never outrun your belief system. You will never outgrow your belief system. Mahdi said that in our, our interview that I'm going to play at the end of this show. It's about an hour and a half long. It's pretty, so it's going to be a pretty long show. Um, someone said lack of faith. Yes, most people, a lot of people have lack of faith. And the, the one thing that you have lack of faith in, in yourself. You believe your surroundings is what's dictating your outcomes. Until you go within, you will never receive without. Um, human, light man. Yes, Jamie. So, yes, you are in the book. You're welcome, Terrell Bay. He says, I'm in the book. Thank you, God. Of, of course, I do my own work. I'd like to say thank you. I'm five times everything, straight up. Good good words. Um, let's see. Let's see who else is in the chat. Yes, the ancestors did build those architectures. Tartarians, yes. That is a, that's what they told, Tartania. And that's in the old map. I, I, there was an atlas on eBay of Tartaria and they wanted uh, $730 for that that atlas and I was tempted to buy it <laughs> I wanted so bad it's an old map and and you you wouldn't you when you look at it California all of those areas were ancient sites and they call it conspiracy theory when you talk about that but if it's such a Spiritual uh, conspiracy theory. Why are they removing um, the videos when people do it on it? Like there was a video where God did the the infant incubators or the baby incubators that they had during the world's fairs at these fairs, um, and they had one in Coney Island. I, I, as a matter of fact, I have an image of Coney Island up here. show you that but just not to to forget listen you're the orchestrator of your life everything you you want you can have you just have to know it and have faith in yourself um here we go i'm gonna share the screen this was odd this thing went on for like 30 years they were doing these baby incubators oh all right 
These are the baby incubators. They claim this is all in Coney Island. And they, they went around the world, too, but they started in Coney Island. Now, the, the people say kids. Now, now, does that look normal, how he's holding that baby right there? Those These, these so-called uh, babies, they look like they're twins or clones or something. They look the same. Um, now people would call these people conspiracy theories. This is when they were making clones and repopulating is what they're trying to say. Um, let's see if, uh, I can give you some images of Coney Allen back in the day and, and, and the, the structures there, um, look almost like the ones I just showed you and they tore them all down. These are the newer ones. Let's see if we can get some old ones. New, 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 new. This is back in the day. Right here, this one over here. Um, oh, they want to give me, see, now that I can't find all of the old images. Let's see, let's do old. Here we go. Look at that. That's Coney Allen back in the day. Looks a lot like those other images to me. <laughs> yeah, they got some explaining it too. They've been lying to us, y'all. They've been lying. They've been they didn't stuck us in that uh that factory educational system and told us they just created a whole narrative for us to believe in. A whole this, 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 look at this. This is this one right here. Looks just like the courthouses. <laughs> yeah, they've been playing. All right, let's get back to to, the, to what I wanted to tell you, talk to y'all about. Let's remove that. I don't want to distract y'all. All right, modern money mechanics. Why is this important? A couple of weeks ago, I did a show about... Um, um, obligations of the United States or liabilities, and they and where you have to trade in your fiat money for lawful money. So, let's see, where's my um, modern money mechanics thing? I was going to show you how they create this bread. They're creating bread. Your 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 deposits create the money, which you deposit in the bank creates money. They get to see once you deposit the money, it becomes a liability for the bank because they, they owe you that money. Um, Hang on. Let me do a little search on my computer. Add it up, but I must have. Um, now, of course, I can't find it, but maybe this, this document will, uh, add that thing. Okay. Let's do a little search for it here on Google. This is, it's out there. All right. Get a PDF. I can find it. You know, they kind of try to make this thing a little hard to find. All right, I got it. Uh, let's share the screen. Close this one out. Money of account. It's called. It's called. Oh. Add to stream. Modern money mechanics, and this is from the Federal Reserve Bank of uh, Chicago. So this is their their information that they shared with the public. It says, what is money? Right here, what is money? If money is viewed simply as a tool used to facilitate 
transactions. Only those media that are readily accepted in exchange for goods, services, and other assets need to be considered. So money is whatever can be exchanged for something, which is basically barter. Like the money in my pocket, if that store that I'm going to accepts it, it's it's a medium of exchange, basically. Many things, from stones to baseball cards, have served this monetary function through the ages. You know, the answer, the old, the uh, indigenous, the an, the ancestors, the natives of this North American continent, they used to use shells as a medium of exchange. And I actually, I think they were wampums or something. I have, I got some here. Uh, so back to the article. Today in the United States, money used in transactions is mainly of three kinds. Currency, paper money, coins, in the pockets and purses of the public, demand deposits, non-interest bearing checking accounts. And by the way, side note, everyone should be, if you, if you work with me, you need to be getting this type of account. Non-interest bearing checking accounts. Um, because you've been, you're not receiving a benefit and the feds have no jurisdiction and other checkable deposits, such as negotiable order of withdrawal now accounts at all depository institutions, including commercial and savings banks, savings and loan associations and credit unions. Travelers checks also are included in the definition of transactions money. Since $1 is current in currency and $1 in checkable deposits are freely convertible into each other and both can be used directly for expenditures. They are money in equal degree. However, only the cash and balances held by the non-bank public are counted in the money supply. So if you, you hold money in your pocket, that's in the money supply, the, in the public. Deposits of the U.S. Treasury, depository institutions, foreign banks, and official institutions, as well as vault cash and depository institutions, are excluded. This transaction concept of money is the one designated as M1 in the Federal Reserve's money stock statistics. Broader concepts of money, M2 and M3, include M1 as well as certain other financial assets, such as savings and time deposits, at depository institutions and shares in money market mutual funds, which are relatively liquid but believed to represent principally investment to their holders rather than media of exchange. While funds can be shifted fairly easily between transaction balances, these other liquid assets, the money creation process takes place principally through transaction accounts. In the remainder of this booklet, money means M1. So what they're saying is, the only way money basically is created is through you making a deposit. Deposit $1,000 becomes a liability, and, and uh, they get to pull $1,000 from the Federal Reserve. Let's see. Let's see. Here it is. It's, here it is. It says, who creates money? Changes in the quantity of money may originate with actions of the Federal Reserve system, the central bank. Depository institutions, principally commercial banks or the public. The major control, however, rests with the central bank. The actual process of money creation takes place primarily in banks, as noted earlier. Checkable liabilities of banks are money. So what they're saying, once you place that money in the bank, it becomes a liability to the bank. You just created money. These liabilities are customers' accounts. They increase when customers deposit currency and checks when the proceeds of loans made by banks are credited to borrowers' accounts. So basically, you get, you're loaning <laughs> the bank money when you put money in the bank, and then they give you a hard time about getting your money out. Why? Because they don't want to pay you back. They lose when you take the money out. You see, in the absence of legal reserve requirements, banks can build up deposits by increasing loans and investments so long as they keep enough currency on hand to redeem whatever amounts the holders of deposits want to convert into currency. This unique attribute of banking business was discovered many centuries ago. It sounds more like a, a, a 
money laundering to me, but, you know, who am I? <laughs> it started with Goldsmiths. As early bankers, they initially provided safekeeping services, making a profit from vault storage fees for gold and coins deposited with them. People would redeem their deposit fees whenever they needed gold or coins to purchase something and physically take the gold or coins to the seller who, in turn, would deposit them for safekeeping, often with the same banker. Everyone soon found that it was a lot easier simply to use the deposit receipts directly as a means of payment. So instead of actually taking the physical gold or silver out of the bank, they, they had these receipts, and that was the medium of exchange. These receipts, which became known as notes, were acceptable as money since whoever held them could go to the bank and exchange them for metallic money. So there was a time these notes were backed by whatever you deposited with the banker. We know now that is no longer the case. The money is not backed by anything. It's only good as what it can buy, what you can exchange it for. That's what it's worth. So if you can't exchange it for anything, it's worth nothing. It's just paper. Then bankers discovered that they could make loans merely by giving their promises to pay or banknotes to borrowers. In this way, banks began to create money. More notes could be issued than the golden coin on hand because a portion of the notes can be presented for payment at any one time. Enough metallic money had to be kept on hand, of course, to redeem whatever volume of notes was presented for payment. Transaction deposits are the modern counterpart of bank notes. It was small it was a small step from printing notes to making book entries, creating deposits of borrowers which the borrowers in turn could spend by writing checks, thereby printing their own money. So when you write a check, you're basically printing your own money, is what it just said. So what limits the amount of money banks could create? If deposit money can be created so easily, what is to prevent banks from making too much? More than sufficient to keep the nation's productive resources fully employed without price inflation. Like its predecessor, the modern bank must keep available to make payment on demand, a considerable amount of currency and funds on deposit with the central bank. The bank must be prepared to convert deposit money into currency for those depositors who request currency. It must make remittance on checks written by depositors and presented for payment by other banks, settle adverse clearing. Finally, it must maintain legally required reserves in the form of bulk cash and or balances at its Federal Reserve Bank equal to a prescribed percentage of its deposits. So they have to keep a percentage of their deposits on hand to be able to convert from deposit to currency, uh, physical currency. So they have to do that. So that's why if you run into a bank and you want a large deposit, they take their time because that's that, that throws their books off. They got to make accountability for that. All right. Uh, let's skip down to, let me do a uh, control F and F. And that is, no, I want to do on this document. All right. Let's see. I want to look, I'm trying to do a, there it is. Fraction, fractional. I want to skip down to fractional reserve system, how they're making this money. So $9,000 in. Now my computer wants to play games with me. All right, there we go. Let's do Control-F again. Uh, oh, my, my father's calling me. He usually doesn't call. Okay, there it is, fractional reserve system. All right, there's a chart I want to show you how they create. They can create up to nine times, but they can go up to ten times the amount of the deposit. I can't find it right now. And, oh, uh, I want to give my 
My father usually doesn't call me, so what I'm going to do is my camera. My camera when I need to switch cameras here. All right, there we go. All right, go read that. That shows you how they create money. And it, the reason why I wanted to show you that is because whenever you get money, say if you are, let's just say you're a 1099 employee, and they give you that 1099 miscellaneous saying that, oh, you owed them, that, that, they, that you, they paid you some money. Now, what that does is they report that to the IRS. But you already know that they didn't really give you any money. They just gave you promissory notes, which is FRNs, Federal Reserve notes. And those are liabilities of the United States. So you got to trade that in. That 1099 got to be traded in for lawful money. And another hint, whenever you open up a bank account, you must. Let them know you want all your checks. When you deposit the checks, you want to redeem that in lawful money. This way it doesn't get fractionalized. It doesn't get uh, used in creating inflation. You see? All right. Uh, what I'm going to do really quick so I can see what my pops want. He usually doesn't call. Last time he called me, it was something um, serious. So. I'm going to play this, and I'll be right back. Oh. Here we go. All right. Once again, driver's license webinar two. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And you guys are going to get a lot of information. I'm going to go over some some uh, little bit of in history on why I did another webinar. Um, and then I'm going to really, we're just going to be mainly, mainly dealing with the templates, but to give them how to deal with the opposition because always there's some type of opposition. And remember when you're getting operate opposition, check your attitude because a lot of opposition and you have to remember these people are doing a job. They went to school. They believe they're doing something right in their mind from their world perception. That's what they think. So if you come at them with hostilities, you're going to be met back with hostilities. If you, even if you have that thought in your mind, it can help. It could possibly get you rejected. Yes, some places are tougher than others. But remember, you are the creator of all things you are experiencing and take responsibility for that. All right. I know on the screen you guys see my uh, Department of State authenticated passport application. Um, where was I? All right. Past this process, I would like for everyone, I, a few of you, I know you already done my passport process. I don't know if everybody's done it, but this is to be done after you do the passport process. If you can, some of you guys got issues with the IRS, got issues with child support that will not allow you to uh, get a passport until that is rectified. So, so one of the documents you're going to be submitting is your authenticated copy of your passport application, along with the other stuff I'm going to show you. So uh, that's what I'm adding to it. Plus, I'm, I changed the language in some of the documents, and I'm also adding. Um, well, years ago, we talked about the injunction. So that has been changed. Uh, it's kind of, you, you can still look at it like an injunction, but that is going to be a option you can include with submitting your paperwork. All right. Um, someone said they're waiting for two months for the authentication. Yes, authentication takes a while. Sometimes they call you, and if you don't answer, they'll send you a letter. But it, it, it took me three, four months to get mine back. And COVID has not been helping that situation out at all. All right. So let's go to go here. I'm going to share the screen in a minute. As soon as my. All right. State. Well, I won't say every. 
Yes, Michael, you have to um the question. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation. All right, let's go over here. Share the screen. All right, I'm back. All right. Yeah, he didn't want nothing. He was said I he was calling me back. I didn't call him. All right. All right, anybody want to call in? 563-999-3615. I was trying to find out how they deposit the money. I'll put the link to this document. Some of you have already noticed thing in the chat room. Please go read it. You guys are giving making money all the time when you put that money in the bank. Um, and don't even know it. You got to maybe get uh, that's the type of stuff that I reveal in the class, showing you guys how to do it properly so you don't have any problems with them boys. And you're in, you're conducting your affairs appropriately. Um, Let's see. I don't know. I might, I don't know if I'm going to, uh, it don't look like nobody have uh, anything to talk about. So let me, uh, Get y'all this video, and then I'm going to be out of here. I'm a short show for me tonight, because this show, this this interview was a really good interview him and I did. Um, so that being said, I'm going to play this last clip, and then the next one will be the interview. I know I sound like I'm preaching to y'all, but I can't reach you unless I reach that spiritual nature. So here we go. Let's get started. I always like to start with this, because this